Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Mickey with Minis. We're giving you real-life advice for exploring Walt Disney World with Littles in tow from two sisters who've done it and lived to tell the tale. You can make sure you don't miss a minute of Disney fun by subscribing to the podcast wherever you like to listen to them or by following Mickey with Minis on social media. Would appreciate a like or a review if you're so inclined. And if anything you hear inspires you to start dreaming about your own Disney adventure, you can also support the show by using me, Danielle, as your travel advisor. Just reach out to us at mickeywithminis at gmail.com so you can get planning. But for now, get your ears on, buckle that park bag, and double knot those sneakers because we're off to the parks. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. My kids are at the playground, so it's nice and quiet. There's a small amount of construction happening upstairs, but I don't think it's going to be too noisy, so hopefully we'll be okay. Lovely. I have a babysitter, which is how I'm recording right now. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That sounds amazing. You should go take a nap. I should. We can do this at a different time. Go take a nap. Recording canceled. It's nap time. Recording canceled. It's nap time. Haley has to go take a snooze. Um. Yeah, so we have exciting things to talk about today. We do. So I am going on a Disney cruise in 20, ever. 24 days, I think okay. it is, for the first time nice. ever. I've been on one cruise before, but it was in college, so I don't remember most of it. Um, <laughs> Spring break. Yikes. And that was on Carnival. So this is all brand new to us. We booked it relatively last minute. We booked that it like two two months in advance, roughly. Yeah. Um, so not a ton of time to sort of get the lay of the the land or the sea as the case may the be. The lay of the sea. <laughs> the lay of the sea. Um, so today we're just going to go through the top 10 things I've learned as a Disney Cruise Line newbie. Um, and maybe some of the things I've learned will share, uh, will help other people who are thinking about taking their own Disney Cruise. Awesome. All right. Number one off the bat. I kept hearing that DCL is way less planning than Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. It's true to an extent. There's less planning involved because there's less you can actually like book before you actually get on board. But I think it's as much learning as Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. I found it to be a very big learning curve as far as like all the terminology and like what you can book when and port excursions and what all the rules are and all, all of the things. I've, it's been a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, it is still – it's still a logistical challenge. I yeah. Think. Um, less like moving parts probably in right. advance, but still like a lot of stuff that you kind of want to be up on before you get on there. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to be like learning everything as you're on the boat. You kind of want to be prepared and like know what's what and not be like, you don't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. So yeah, you want to know sure. everything beforehand. So, so that's the number one thing. Number two, what is a fish extender? <laughs> did you Did you find out? I did figure it out. I did okay. figure it out. So when we decided to go on a cruise, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I, I looked at a lot of cruise message boards. 
um, to try to start learning about DCL. And people kept talking about fish extenders, and I had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. It's basically like a, a canvas, um, like a bag with multiple pouches that you hang. Oh, look, it kind of reminds me of like the, um, you know, those sh- hanger shoe things? Yes. You put your shoes in. It kind of reminds kinda me. Kind of like that. Yeah. That you hang. And the reason they're called fish extenders is because on some of the older ships, there's like a little um, hanger outside of your your door that's shaped like a fish. And you hang it off of that, which is why it's called a fish extender. I think on the more recent ships, it's like it's not fish. It's different types of characters yeah. and stuff that you hang the thing off of. But that's what it's called. You can join a fish extender group. So you can like agree with other people to give each other like little gifts or surprises inside your fish extender during the cruise, or you can just like pixie dust people. You could put, you know, whatever into their fish extender as like a little surprise when you see them around the ship. And where are you finding these people? So that brings me to number three, which is that you should join the Facebook group for your cruise. Yeah. So basically, so we're going on the Disney Wish. So I just went on Facebook and put in like Disney Wish and the the first date of the cruise and it came right up. So just put in Disney, the name of your ship and like the dates of your cruise. And probably there's a Facebook group for your cruise that will come up. So I found Fish Extender friends through that group. All right, And that's what you're doing. You're going to like, you're with a group. We are, yeah. I don't have all their, like, info yet, but we're supposed to get it, I think, this week. Nice. Yeah, and people post on there about, I think our group is doing, like, a get-together, which I'm not sure, like, if we'll make it to. But, um, yeah, it's cool to join your Facebook group so you can maybe meet people before the cruise. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and I also, I guess I should say, so I have not been on a Disney cruise, which is, again, a travesty. But yes, um, I feel like... You know, all of this is optional, like these yes. like little side activity things that people do, totally optional. You don't have to participate. But I actually think this is a big part of like the magic of a Disney cruise rather than just any old cruise that you could right. go on. Um, it's it just seems to it kind of reminds me of like Fort Wilderness, you know, there's like a whole right. there's a whole culture going on at Fort Wilderness like that's camp. like different than basically any place else and I feel like Disney Cruise Line and all these weird little traditions and the lingo and all of that that's like part of the experience and so if you can participate if you have the bandwidth and the resources for that I feel like that's a something to give it a try for for sure first couple you know first one yeah um number four you don't necessarily need a passport to cruise Um, we're doing what's called a closed loop cruise, which means we leave and return to Port Canaveral, um, and we stop just in the Bahamas on the way. So for our cruise, you can actually have a birth certificate and your driver's license, um, check the details for your cruise. But we, you know, we were planning it, like I said, sort of last minute and the cost of getting, you know, five passports expedited was enormous. So um, we decided to to go without. We hope that does not come back to bite us for any reason. Obviously, it's preferable to have a passport if you have the time and resources to make that happen. Um, because if you have any kind of emergency, you're going to want your passport. But um, if you're planning last minute and you don't have your passport already, um, you know, don't necessarily be deterred by that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I guess the biggest thing I would say about that is just like, make sure you 100% know what your requirements are for your particular situation. So yes. um, that can, even if, even if you sail on the wish in March, uh, things can always change, right? Like, yes. you know, circumstances change. And so you always just want to make sure that you're a hundred percent clear on what their requirements are for your specific cruising situation. But it, it is true that there's situations in which you don't need to have a passport. Um, right. The other thing I would say, like you, I guess you kind of said it, like it, hopefully, hopefully that's fine. You know what yes. I mean? It's like, yes, fine. but you're going to have a much harder time if something goes awry. Like if somebody gets yes. sick at port or, you know, needs to somehow get back to the country separately, it's going to yeah. present a bigger challenge than you might like bargain for. So if you can, good idea to have it. But you're yes. also not getting off the boat at Nassau, right? We're not, no. So you're going to stay on the boat when you're at the different country and then you'll be at Castaway Key, which right. is sort of different. So I feel like you guys are probably better off than, than most. Right. Yeah. So that brings us to number five, which is what is Castaway Key? So Disney has its own private island, which is kind of amazing. Um, so we'll go there for one day during our cruise. Um, there's a family beach, there's an adults only beach. Um, there's something called Pelican, Pelican Plunge or Pelican Cove. It's like water slides that go straight into the ocean, which looks really fun. Um, we're going to do a little, um, snorkel with the stingrays adventure. Um, and all of the food is included when you're on the island, which is really cool because it's, it's an extension of the cruise, extension of the cruise, basically. So yeah. that should be really fun. And they also, they actually have, so now there's two islands, but the, your cruise is just going to one of them. Right. Um, they right. also have Lighthouse Point. Right. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, number six, your port arrival time. So if you start delving into the Disney message boards and blogs and things like that, you will think this is the most important thing that will ever happen to you is your port arrival <laughs> time. So basically when you do your online check-in um, before the cruise, you get a port arrival time, which is when you're allowed to arrive at the terminal to board the boat. Obviously, most people would rather an early port arrival time to get on the boat sooner. Um, one thing we learned because we're um, a lot of the things that you book um, for the cruise, go by your status with Disney Cruise Lines. And as people who have never cruised with them before, we have no status. So we're we're booking last for everything. So um, one thing I learned is that if you're taking Disney Cruise Line transportation from your Disney hotel, you get an earlier port arrival time. Um, so that was really great for us since otherwise, you know, we weren't going to have the earliest time to board. Yeah. One way around that, just FYI, as a first-time um, cruising person, uh, is to book concierge. Because if you book yes. concierge, you get to sign up for everything um, as early as humanly possible. Like you go with the the pearl. I think it's pearl is the top one. Yeah. Or that, um, with the Castaway Club, so you get to go as early as anybody possibly could, um, and that you know that's like basically the only way you're going to be able to rent a cabana on. Castaway Key, and there's other experiences too that you'd you'd want to book as far out in advance as possible. Actually, we actually have a I have a client who is traveling just a little bit after you. Um, she's doing the same thing. They're doing Disney World and then Disney Cruise, and it's their first cruise. But she wanted to make sure that they were able to get some of this stuff and the good arrival time and leave whenever you want. So they booked concierge. She's going to come on and do a trip report actually. So oh, I'm fun. looking forward to that. 
Um, number seven, what is rotational dining? I couldn't figure this out initially, but now I have figured it out. Um, basically, there are, at least on the Wish, there's three different um, main dining rooms and you eat in one of them each night. If you're on a four-night cruise, um, you eat in one of them twice. So they are Arendelle, um, World of Marvel, and um, 1923. Okay. Um so you so it depends what ship you're on. All the ships have different um, main dining rooms that are all themed different ways. Um, but basically, it means that you're <clears throat> you're moving along with your server um, throughout the main dining rooms throughout the course of your cruise. Yeah, this is like very Disney specific, um, and I think it's like a huge benefit. So. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, number eight, a tip I got was to check out personal navigators online. So basically, once you get to the cruise. Um, terminal and you log in to the cruise Wi-Fi, you'll be able to see in your app all of the activities that are happening throughout the cruise. And there's basically like every hour on the hour, there's multiple activities for adults, multiple activities for kids, things for families. There's a million things to do throughout the cruise. But um, people upload their personal navigators to the internet on certain websites. So you can check out before your cruise um, what like a typical day might have looked like. Um, when you're at sea or what a typical day might have looked like when you're in port um, and just kind of get a feel for like the kinds of things that are going on. So it won't be exactly what's happening on the ship when you're on board, but it gives you like a good idea of what what kinds of things are out there and what you might want to try to like build your day around. Yeah, that's a really good tip too, because I feel like um, especially if you're Disney parks oriented or especially Disney world oriented and you're new to DCL, it can feel kind of like a black box. <laughs> Um, until sure. you're on the, the ship. And like if you're Disney World focused, usually you know how much planning you do in advance. And so oh, yeah. it's kind of unnerving to like not know what the all of the details are going to be. Like you don't know which restaurant you're going to be assigned to for the, like in which order until you're like on the boat. It's just right. It's it's harder to you have to go with the flow to a certain extent. So I feel like that's a great tip to find it online and just get like an example and get comfortable. Yeah. Um, number nine, you can – so there's multiple kids clubs on all of the ships for different age groups, but there's a nursery for the three and under crowd, and those you can book in advance. Before your cruise, you can book – at least for our cruise, which is a four-night, we can book 10 hours of nursery time in advance, and you better believe I have booked all 10 <laughs> hours of nursery time for my little friend Emma. Um, so once you get on board, you can book additional hours of nursery time if you so choose. Um, but in advance, you can do those 10 hours. So I highly recommend doing that just so you know, um, you know, certain hours that are you're good to go with your your tiniest friend having a place to be on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. So the nursery works differently than the kids club. Um, but the um, the the nursery you do, you do need to like book blocks of time, whether that's beforehand or on board. And then there's a fee as well. Yes. It's I think nine dollars an hour. Yeah, so that where the nursery are included, the nursery is a little bit different. Yeah. So number 10, the number one thing I've learned is just to try to relax like it is vacation. Um, it is a little nerve-wracking, especially as a first-time cruiser when you try to log in and book like things you can book in advance, like there's lots of beverage tastings. A lot of those were booked up by the time our window opened up. But even just last night, I was able to log on and get us a wine tasting that wasn't open a couple of weeks ago. So things do open up closer to your cruise. 
even if even if you're not able to book like the beverage tastings and things like that or Palo, which is one of the the specialty dining that you can book, even if you can't do all that, there's going to be plenty to do on board. Um, so just don't stress. Don't feel like you're going to miss out because it's your first time. There's going to be plenty to do and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And especially if you're doing what you're doing, which is Disney World first and then the cruise. Like, yes. You're going to need to relax a little bit. You're going to need to decompress on this cruise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yes. Awesome. That's all super helpful. Yeah, that's what I've learned so far. So I'll I'll come back after the cruise and share what additional tidbits I've got. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, if that's it for now. See you see real you soon. soon. Thank you.